this is Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, right or wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics. You are listening to The Spectre Show. Welcome to the 32nd episode of The Spectre Show. I am DJ Allen. Once again, back with you. And uh, I, uh, the audio quality is different because I am not in the normal room. So sorry about that. And there is things running in the background. I wanted to get this out and recorded in a timely manner. So I'm just doing it where I'm at. Um, for those that have been following my uh, issues, um, I have a foot problem. I sprained the outside of my left foot. And getting around is not the easiest. And the other day, I tried to do a little bit more work than normal um, at work, by which I mean I actually worked. Um, and I, I didn't do anything to really strain it specifically, but trying to do normal work or very close to normal work, of course, um, took me out again. Uh, I took a few steps back. It's getting better again, but it's because I'm not using it. So. Um, I won't be able to do any work like normally. So for those that know, I'm a, I'm a mailman. Uh, my route is all walking, but the work that I did that caused the issue uh, was is something we call a mounted route, which is something you deliver from the vehicle. Um, I was okay, but a lot of mounted routes have uh, spots where we call dismounts, where like the, the box we have to get out and throw mail into is just too far away from the curb, for instance. So like a cluster box, I'd have to slide out, throw mail in, and then it was getting in and out is what actually did it. So I'm once again laid up. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing a mounted route anytime in the near future again, but uh, enough about that. I am going to talk a little bit about this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I'm going to start out with everybody's favorite subject, the Bujo RPG. Now, I say that because I am definitely getting more hits about Bujo RPG than anything else on my website. The uh, joke my wife made the other day was uh, I, I hadn't released Bujo RPG 2 yet, uh, the beta, and my, my hits had gone from a high number to a fairly low number, and my wife made the joke, your 15 minutes is up. Well, that was, like I said, before I released Bujo 2, and um, the hits jumped back up, not quite as high, but they are definitely back up. So I'm hoping that that things get rolling again. What I, what I need to come clean on is I really haven't done any bullet journaling for basically the entire month of August. If I look at my bullet journal, um, the last day I put a lot of effort into actually getting something done uh, beyond the uh, Bujo RPG 2 tutorial was August 6th. So if you look at your calendar, it is not August 6th. It is quite a bit later than August 6th. Uh, and everyone knows that I record these ahead of time. So for me, this is Sunday, uh, Labor Day, the 3rd. And um, so over a month ago, for you listening to this, is when I was bullet journaling actively. I wrote the tutorial up, and I kind of set my character sheet up 
along with the tutorial so that I could have uh, the basically I could follow along to make sure that my instructions were what I needed them to be. Um, they're very rough. They're very early. Some of the descriptions aren't enough. Some of what uh, what's going on isn't enough. I'm going to be elaborating on them. And for getting my life back moving in a specific direction, because sitting at home has really thrown me off, uh, I'm, I'm setting my bullet journal back up for the next, uh, for this week, basically or for as, for as soon as possible because I'm, I'm not getting anything done and I really need to. So what I did is after I did the example uh, character sheet, which is what the tutorial helps you set up in B2, um, I made a new character sheet. I, I made it a little bit smaller. I, I worked things I, I, I worked things in to where I could fit everything on one page, which is what I wanted. And then, once I did that, I started working in Excel to try to get a page to format, an Excel page to format, so I could get my dotted, my dots, the boxes, the same size as are the actual sheet of paper. Um, I am using the Lecterm 1917. Um, there's 249 pages. There's uh, Wow, there's eight perforated and detachable sheets. I didn't know that. Well, 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 let's poke around there. Uh, anyway, um, so my dimensions for the sheets are 145 by 210 millimeters each. So I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get Excel to print on half of a, a page, I guess, is the way to, uh, it's not quite half a page, a little more than half a page, but I'm trying to get Excel to create a grid of 27 dots by 39 dots, which is how many dots are on one of those pages at 145 by 210 millimeters. Uh, I have put and I've converted exact measurements and I've put them into Excel. I have uh, landscaped my, my sheet, which is, I mean, there's... If I took a regular sheet of paper, let me grab one to do this while I'm doing it. Take a regular sheet of paper, and if I put it over one of my Bujo sheets, my uh, bullet journal sheets, it's a little more than halfways, and it, it does hang off the end, the bottom, just a little. I can't get Excel to dimension correctly. So if I take an exact dimension, uh, there's a three-eighths of an inch between dots. So if I make my boxes or my rows three-eighths of an inch tall, and there's decimal places in there so I mean, it gets a little bit wonky, but if I do that exactly, I, I and I have 39, 38 boxes because 39 dots would make 38 boxes, I have too many it goes way too far off the bottom of the page. So I don't understand what Excel's problem is. I really don't. I can't get it to fit. And that's what I've been working on before getting this. Before getting this podcast up and running, I was I was fiddling with it. And then I noticed my wife had been gone a lot longer than I thought she was. So uh, she's out shopping. So she said, hey, podcast while you're while I'm out. And then we can do the other stuff later. <sighs> So I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up fiddling with Excel more. Um, 
I, I think talking this out actually helped me realize something because I was trying to work with 39 boxes instead of 38. Not to say anything about the width. So yes, I'm gonna have a lot of wasted paper if I print out one sheet, but if I can print out the actual size sheet, then I can start formatting pre-printable pages for like the character sheet. I can, I can put that online and I'd say, hey, this is the size of piece of paper you need, print this. Cut off the extra edges and boom, just put this in your bullet journal and it's ready to go. Because I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do that with uh, weekly spreads, monthly spreads, uh, list ideas. I want to be able to put all that in there. And I can put graphics in the Excel spreadsheets. So you don't have to do... Basically, when I, what I'm trying to do is make sure that when Bujo RPG 2 is 100% ready to go, you can literally, you can either buy a, man, uh, a bullet journal, which is what I have. I've, I've got four of them, and I've only used one so far. Or you can get a, a binder or maybe a, a, an A4-sized binder. I, I'm sure they exist. And print out a bunch of pieces of paper. If you have a printer that can handle a bigger sheet of paper, you might be able to get two sheets on the same piece of paper. And then if you can print you know, back and front, you can set up massive amounts of pages and you never have to buy a, man, uh, uh, a bullet journal or a, or a lecture in 1917. I'm just trying to make this easy on everybody. I was trying to make things fun. I was trying to do it so that if I set up something the way it looks, post it online, and then you download the Excel sheet, and maybe you don't like the box where I have it and you want to move it, keep it within the dimensions, you just move it and then print it the way you want it. But if I can't get the stupid sheet of paper to dimension the way it needs to be dimensioned, I don't understand how I'm going to accomplish this. Because with my Bujo RPG original classic, I don't know what to call it, B1, um, I put up uh, Photoshop files um, and example pages as, as printable images. Well, those don't line up either. I just did the best thing I could with the amount, with the materials I had at the time. I love Excel. I want to use Excel. I want you guys to be able to use Excel. So I'm trying very, very hard to get that to work. The other thing with this, and I can already tell you this whole podcast is going to be about Bujo RPG 2. The, the, the next thing is, is now that my character sheet in my book is set up, when I posted the tutorial, I don't have any, I don't have the skill trees mapped out because I was kind of toying with some of the stuff and I, I, I said explicitly I wasn't going to ex release the skill trees right away because I wanted some feedback. Well, I've gotten zero feedback and it's been a while, so I'm going to go ahead and start really heavy duty mapping out the skill trees. Also, I started mapping out um, like a tutorial, like a follow, like a path. Um, I want Bujo RPG 2 to be closer to an actual RPG than Bujo RPG 1 was. To do that, I'm going to need to have you to have the ability to follow. Right now, it's just a box with a line connecting to another box. So if you start in box one and you move to box two, box two has the next item or task that you need to accomplish. I've got several tasks already um, mapped out, and I want to do more because there is so much in Bujo 2 that I am going to have 
to be usable. The, the people that have given me feedback on the first one, um, everything I'm including in, in B2 is because of things that were expressly asked for or commented on about B1. One thing I didn't include is somebody said instead of using XP, I like to reward myself monetarily or like with shopping trips and whatnot. I'm like, well, just change the XP to an, uh, an amount. Um, I'm not going to include that in mine because I don't, A, I don't have children to, to do this. Uh, I don't really have the cash flow to reward myself at the level I think that I would be earning, even if I ramped my uh, task levels up. So, I mean, if you want to convert everything into cash to do it that way, more power to you. So, I've got these, I've got the skill trees kind of mapped out. Um, I'm trying to tie attributes into the skill trees, and I'm trying to tie the attributes into what I have called combat encounters, so battles. Um, if you've gone through the tutorial, I kind of gave a rough, rough idea of what a battle would be because I've always wanted to have a battle mechanic. There's going to be some tie-in with that. I'm, I'm working up the rough draft of it. Uh, at this point, since I've released the tutorial, I might release the new version of the tutorial, like the more detailed, better explanation. This is why you're doing this. This is how you're doing it. And this is why you're doing it. So... Um, do that and then just be completely transparent with everything post up a skill tree and say this is what I've got an idea as for a skill tree this is how I'm using it and then see if feedback comes that way if I'm gonna do this open beta and I, I and I, I, I don't want to be the sole source of information which is why I'm posting this out there then I think that I need to do everything out in the open which probably means I need some sort of dedicated thing on my website, which I already have a page dedicated to Bujo RPG. I just need to, instead of podcasting and writing and doing the bullet journal updating, I, I think that I need to choose one or two and go with that. So I never wanted to theme this podcast, so I would still like to be able to change the topic as I go. This has been a nice source of information for some people. Some people can listen to what's going on rather than reading all the time. So I, I do like to include a little bit of information here and there. But I think that I'm going to switch more to doing the writing instead of the podcasting about Bujo RPG 2 because I want to be able to use this podcast again for other things, all kinds of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of stuff on my website and because my eyes are bigger than my stomach, to use a, a phrase, um, I did scoop in a few more tasks that I didn't necessarily need to put on my plate and, well, here I sit. <sighs> That's part of the reason I want to get back into the bullet journaling because there are things that I can schedule into the bullet journal create them as means of improving myself, which is why I made Bujo RPG. And that way I'm not overwhelmed by, okay, well, I sat down to play No Man's Sky today, and instead of playing for the hour I had planned to play, whoops, I played for seven and a half. Well, that's way too long. I'm, I'm going to be setting alarms and stuff to make sure that I'm not just losing myself in... Uh, in doing distracting things. So that's that's another reason for the bullet journal, uh, the Bujo RPG, getting back into it. 
Um, the the uh, the outline of events, which is I just read it right off my page here. That's the that's the you have one box. So part of the tutorial is you set up the character sheet. Well, you move you move from the arrive and create character sheet to the uh, combat explanation run through. So you you go from one box to the next. After you understand how combat works, you go to the next box, and then it, it explains how you gear up and how clothing works. Then you move to the next box after you learn how clothing works, and you uh, you figure out how to use the karma system and how it affects you by doing and or not doing the things that you put on that. And then you get to a point where you have to make your first choice. So you can only choose one path, and that, that choice then turns into four. And then each of those four represents a different aspect of... Well, the, I, I've related them to the attributes, the physical, social, mental, emotional. And that is where I kind of wanted to go with explaining the attributes. Lots of people, lots of people have called them skills, but those are attributes. In a role-playing game, your attributes represent physical, mental, social, emotional, that type of thing, things you can do. So if you want to talk your way out of being arrested by the Goblin King, then you would use the social or mental stat with your fast talk skill, for instance. You would roll that in a game, and if you scored such and such a height, you could get out of being arrested, or if you failed, then you're arrested. So the attributes in Bujo RPG 2 are those four, because I, I, I break everything up into four. I know three is like this magic number everybody likes, but four for me, because I love the number four, and we have four different attributes. There are four different things in life that you can use to improve. And I wanted to improve those four aspects of my life. So there is a physical aspect, there's a social aspect, which I consider the external version of these martial arts. So physical and social are the external because you're interacting with someone socially. Physical, obviously, you're building up muscle and body and whatnot. See how I'm working that? The internal part of it, the, those two attributes are mental and emotional. I wouldn't have initially included emotional, but I had noticed a lot of um, a lot of the people I follow online that include some sort of aspect of developing or making sure they're, like, I see a lot of mood trackers is kind of what I'm getting at. And a lot of people talking about whether or not they have a good day or a bad day, whether or not they have some sort of mental, emotional problem they, they're just kind of keeping track of, you know, I had so many bad days and, and now I'm, I, things are starting to look up, so they're tracking this. So I included emotional also. And if I think about it, while I don't have an emotional issue that I can really pinpoint to, there are days where I've had bad days and that would, I guess, fit into the emotional thing. So the, the mental and emotional are the internal martial art. The physical and social are the external. And basically all martial arts break down to internal and external. So to use a, a martial arts example or a Kung Fu example, uh, Shaolin Kung Fu is very external. You do a lot of physical development, hardening of your body parts and your skin to do physical damage. Uh, there are a lot of movements and whatnot that require massive amounts of strength. So Shaolin style 
Shaolin development of Kung Fu is very external. So if I'm using that for the example here, if you chose the path for physical or social, you would be choosing the external or Shaolin style. In Kung Fu movies, the internal style, like being used in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, comes from Wudong. Um, there is a mountain named Wudong in China. Wudong does have martial arts available, uh, linked to it. There are actual Wudong martial arts. They are internal martial arts. On movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, they are represented by being able to fly or being able to walk on treetops or, or things like that. Actual internal martial arts, you're, you're working on your internal energy and your, uh, your emotional state. And while you are also learning physical combat, you are developing more of a balance with your body. So if you're following my tree here, like the physical and social being Shaolin, mental and emotional would be Wudong. So you would choose your, your external or internal, and you'll be able to choose other branches later on and just getting you in the development of your bullet journal to a specific point to where you can point at and go, all right, I don't need the tutorial anymore. I know how this works. I know where I'm going. So I've got it to the point where it splits into the four. And from those four, each, each group will have a series of tasks that you can accomplish to learn how to interact with the shopkeeper and uh, by, you know, by clothing and weapons or uh, by potions to heal yourself because there's going to be while you're not wait I don't have hit points anymore the, the karma is designed to replace the hit points so um, your, your potion would you know help recover karma um, there's also going to be things where you need to buy something uh, maybe you you can buy achievements or something like that from the from the store um, you're gonna be able to buy things to improve your character in this world because I, I do have um, an additional wants section in my notes when I set this up. Uh, I want you... I, I've, I've stated from the beginning that I've, I've always wanted the, the Bujo RPG to be a character collection type thing. Well, while that aspect is listed in this, um, I've put it more now as NPC help. So maybe you can't by yourself defeat the Dragon King at the top of, of Mount Wudong. So you have to accomplish a series of tasks to get a famous martial hero to come with you and then together you can defeat that and then it would be the battle would be some sort of chore or thing that you need to accomplish it's fairly large in scale and maybe it takes more than a day to finish but when you're done you know that it's much much more vast than anything else you've got going on as far as your daily weekly or monthly um to-do lists so there are there, there, there that would be the aspect I'm work, working on in that um, uh, programs like Habitica or Habit RPG it used to be called um, that has uh, like mounts and pets well I don't know how to use the mounts yet uh, I wouldn't know how to convert that over but the pet system I, I do want to include a pet system and that would each pet would do my experience with the pets kind of works with this uh, I used to play Kingdom of Loathing a lot, kingdomofloathing.com. And that, they, they had pets there, but each pet you had, um, was it familiar? Maybe it was a familiar. 
Anyway, it's a pet. Each pet that you had equipped did gain experience points on its own, and it did give you a specific benefit. So maybe you had equipped the Leprechaun. Well, the Leprechaun, when a combat is finished, uh, if you have your Leprechaun equipped, your, your battle loot drop would contain more of the uh, currency in the game. For Kingdom of Loathing, that's meat. But this isn't about Kingdom of Loathing. So it would drop more meat for you. If you had, um, and I'm just randomly selecting random things here, if you had the tiny robot uh, equipped, maybe that gives you more experience points as your loot drop. There's, there's different pets do different things. And, you know, the more advanced the pet or the, the more it advances, the more it gets dropped. So if you have your leprechaun and your leprechaun gets maxed out to level 10 or whatever it was, whatever the top one is, it was dropping large chunks of loot because by that point in the game, you needed a larger cash flow in order to get going. So if you think about this like Final Fantasy, in general, not necessarily about the pets, the further you advance, if you go back to where you started to fight the enemies before, because you can figure, hey, I, you know, I can beat these guys fairly easy, what you should notice, and what the game designers do, and that's how this is going to work in Bujo RPG 2, is that if you go back and fight the original enemies you were fighting, yes, you can beat them very easily, but you are making a pittance in your loot drops. You're not getting the loot that you need necessarily. If you're getting currency, it's, it's in such a small amount that you would you would spend months trying to accomplish what you could accomplish if you just went two areas over, which is where you're naturally at in your progression. So I want Bujo RPG to do that too. So at some point, if you want to go back and do an old to-do list to you know get some quick loot or whatever, the the return on investment there, your, the, the, the return on your time is not going to be worth your effort because you will have advanced past that point. So I want the pets to help advance you through the system and um, help you develop your uh, self-improvement. Other than that, there will be areas of this world. I know with Bujo RPG 1, I did kind of have a skeletal story going on. It was very vague. Uh, I, I, I disappointed myself by not doing more with it. The Rise of the Iron Garden release was supposed to be um, you were supposed to have a, a, a good solid story in this Jade Realm, and then with the Rise of the Iron Garden, it was supposed to like kind of open up a new section, and then you had new abilities and new things you could do. Uh, some stats and, and attributes and quests and things changed, because with each release, there should be a mechanical thing that changes also, not just a, uh, a content update. Although I hadn't really considered until just this moment just doing content updates. Um, but Bujo RPG 2 is definitely going to have that story. The tutorial doesn't have any story in it. I do have the framework of a story built up. And because I'm treating this more as a world instead of just a bullet journal where you're playing a pseudo game in it, collecting things and advancing yourself, I think that it's going to work out a lot better. And then when I open up a new section of the world, you're going to be able to access new powers. Maybe you've got uh, new loot. You know, maybe maybe the base system only has so many so many pairs of pants and so many weapons and so many accessories you can equip onto yourself. And maybe you can only reach such a level in this base 
first area. So if the second area opens up, then you've got access to all this other new stuff, and that should be great in developing you and giving me something to work for uh, as just content. So then I can just come up with a, uh, here's a template, fill it with the content that needs to go into each piece, release that content, start working on the next one. If anything mechanically needs to be changed, include that in there. If there isn't that need anything that needs to be developed, don't include a mechanical aspect, but always have the story in there. I know there's going to be some disappointment that I am only doing the martial arts aspect, but personally, I think that the martial arts lends itself best to what I am trying to accomplish. I do love the genre, so that is why I chose it, but um, nothing shows progress more in my mind than knowing what color of belt you have advanced to. That could also work with like military ranks if you were doing some sort of sci-fi adventure or maybe a realistic submarine adventure type template. Um, levels also work if you just have a, a number associated with it. That to me doesn't motivate me to do it though. The other thing is, is because I've gone with the idea of an internal and external um, break in things, um, it has made me start thinking about things that I want to improve that I wouldn't have included in the original Bujo RPG because I wasn't thinking with that framework in mind. So I'm personally going to be learning Tai Chi. And um, yes, I'm going to be doing the, the, the old people in the park movement Tai Chi, but I also want to learn parts of the aspects of the combat version because I want a more well-rounded experience with Tai Chi. That would have been part of, and has actually I had that planned out in my bullet journal, which of course went to the wayside, and I can't do it with my foot in the condition that it's in, so that also hinders me. But the other day I saw something online that made me realize that, that I kind of needed to do this internal-external thing. So I play chess, and the thing that I saw, it said chess is the martial art of the mind. So there's my internal. Um, I do want to get better at chess. Um, and it being relatable to a martial arts type situation, um, I'm going to develop myself in it. So there's those two aspects. Now, if I can break it down even further to where Tai Chi is the physical slash, physical slash emotional balance I'm looking for, maybe the chess is the social slash mental interior. Maybe I can even, you know, maybe there's a, maybe I'm just Tai Chi is just physical and chess is just mental so then I need a social thing to work on and an emotional thing to work on so I can I can build it out like that but I'm working on the skill trees skill trees will uh, come out soon I, I, I don't want to give dates anymore because I want to be able to, to do this I will release the frameworks of these things as I go so if I if I finish a skill tree I'm gonna release it won't necessarily put it into a narrative, and I will start working on the actual write-up of the narrative once I get the tutorial and the path of the tutorial to where I think that it's ready to go and have a story attached to it. So I have droned on quite a bit longer than I would have anticipated with the Bujo RPG 2 talk, um, but there's a lot involved. And if anyone's wondering where I've gotten most of my ideas from, there is a school, like a like a classroom aid called Classcraft. If you go to classcraft.com, it allows a teacher to set up a an RPG system basically to help their students stay focused and 
they can accomplish things to learn to move forward and develop and it, it, it works. And there's been a lot of development of Classcraft uh, as of late. And a lot of these things have, I'm like, I, I've looked at it, watched it, and I said, hey, I can kind of integrate that into what I'm doing. Or I like that, what they're doing. How do I take that and put it into a bullet journal as an analog system rather than the way they've got it in Classcraft? So there's that. I keep poking into Habitica because I'm trying to turn a lot of the Habitica stuff into aspects of Bujo RPG. So there's that's where I got the two to-do lists breakdown. Um, I don't ha I haven't done a whole lot in it, so I don't know about the pets stuff yet, but um, I, I'm not using Habitica normally uh, as, as somebody would use Habitica. I'm just kind of throwing stuff in it just to see how it works. And I'm trying to develop all that. There, I play two games that are considered RPGs. One is called Wuxia Legends, or in America it's called Wulin Legends. W-U-L-I-N and it's a point and click battle game and you go to different areas and do different things and, and different things you do to your characters and there's a group of them the, the, the different stats you can get and you can go to different areas to get different types of loot and, and things of that nature I also play Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes same basic concept um, I think a lot more developed than Wulin Legends is and I'm trying to take things that I see in there and, and port them over to a way that would make sense in Bujo RPG 2. So if you want to take a look at that, those are the two games where I'm getting out of that. Habitica, um, I should really make a list so I can link all this, but these are the types of things that I am looking at, playing with, and seeing if I can integrate into Bujo RPG 2. And uh, Bujo RPG 2, once the the skeleton of the system is set up then it's just a content update thing so that I can keep developing unlike Bujo RPG 1 before I go Bujo RPG 2 isn't going to have a level cap I mean I only left the level cap at 50 in the first place because I wanted to increase the levels with each release so when you started out with 50 if you got close to 50 and then the Rise of the Iron Garden was supposed to come out and then you could go up to 60 well then the next phase comes out uh, phase three and then you could go up to 70 the next phase comes out phase four and you can go up to, to 80 you know it just keeps expanding that until you're into the multiples of hundreds and by that point I would have already deep developed Bujo RPG 2 but B2 got my attention a lot faster because of some things like if I came across and figured out mentally that I just couldn't make B1 work with so whew. Time for the contact information. You can find me, uh, you can email me, emeraldspectre.com at gmail.com. I am at Emerald Spectre on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for emeraldspectre.com. We should be, there should be only one page. Um, you can find us at emeraldspectre.com. Uh, if you haven't, if that's not how you found the website, then, uh, or found this podcast, then definitely go there because there's, there's more there and there's more there than just, uh, bullet journal stuff. Um, I, I do geeky stuff in general. Um, we have a, uh, weekly live, well, almost pseudo weekly live show on Saturday nights, which will be starting up next week. Um, also it, uh, it's a YouTube thing. You can, you can watch us there. So if you search for Emerald Spectre, you're going to find two channels on YouTube one doesn't have a channel number listed, and the other one says Channel 2. Channel 2 is the old channel that I'm going to be housing all the raw stuff. The, the, the other channel is going to be the edited, produced, finished product type stuff. And there may be other stuff on Channel 1 that doesn't show up on Channel 2. So, I mean, there's, there's differences there. So, 
I want to thank you for joining me. Sorry about going on so long, but hopefully you got everything you needed out of this. I will figure out where I'm going to do the majority of my updating because I think I already reach a wider audience with writing than I do with uh, audio. So we'll see how that all comes out. I would love to hear feedback on anything. Keep downloading and subscribe to the podcast. I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you again next week on The Spectre Show. Oh,